to the Humanity Church Podcast, a place where meaningful conversations around living by faith, being known by love, and becoming a voice of hope are shared with the world every week. We hope that you enjoy this podcast and will join us live on Sundays at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, online or at the historic Fox Theater in beautiful downtown Pomona. We also host humanity groups that meet all throughout the city and online to continue the conversation and support you in your ongoing spiritual journey. Find one near you by visiting humanitychurch.com. If you would like to financially support this podcast or the ongoing work at Humanity Church, you can text any donation amount to 84321 and give directly from your phone. Now, here's this week's podcast. Well, dear 2022, life is actually stunning. So please do not give up on beauty just quite yet. You know, it's interesting because beauty, I don't know about you, but it doesn't seem like a very spiritual word. It doesn't, especially doesn't sound like a very Christian word. When, when you talk about beauty, it's oftentimes connected to ideas like vanity or arrogance or extravagance or, or excess. It's not a word that comes up that often. It's something that we are often taught not to pursue or not to long for. And so we are told to avoid beauty at all costs in the name of humility or in the name of living simply or in the name of charity. And it's something that, that is to be not pursued and especially avoided at times. And, and then look, there are plenty of scriptures about elevating physical beauty above other things and the vanity of that. And I certainly get that concept. But have you ever noticed how the human spirit actually responds to beauty? Like, like it's actually fun watching people's faces when they got off the elevator or when they got past the stairwell over there and they saw the beautiful view behind us and this moment of, wow, <laughs> there's something inside of us that responds when we see a, a beautifully painted sunset or when we see a majestic mountain range or when we get that first glimpse of the ocean when we're driving to the beach and the beauty and the majestic of it. E- even something as, as simple as, as in our backyard, we now have a little koi pond and, and just getting to sit there and watch the fish and the frogs and the plants interact with one another with dragonflies and, and flowers unfolding all around us. There's something profound about beauty all around us. And, and it's not actually just the beauty found in nature. There, there's, there's the beauty of those moments of, of deep intimacy with someone that you are connected with. It's the, it's the beauty of, of those experiences that you have that feel so transcendent that you feel like you could be there all day long and just take in everything that's there. It's the, it's the meaningful conversations that with, with just one statement, it seems like your entire life is transformed in the midst of that. Even those moments of, of tragedy and heartbreak that then seem to elevate those moments of beauty that we find ourselves in. Our souls, they like awaken when we, when we see beauty, when we experience it, when we hear it, when we taste it, when we're in the middle of it. It's as if our souls were actually made for the beautiful. And Solomon, one of the greatest, wisest, not the greatest, wisest men who ever lived, <laughs> He writes this in Ecclesiastes 3:11. He says, "He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity into the human heart, yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end." See, see what if God actually designed us to pursue, to crave, to long for the beautiful in our life because this whole time God was actually working out beauty within us. 
And that when our souls, when we respond to the beauty that we see around us, it echoes within us because we were actually made for it. So every sunset, every conversation, every piece of music is like an echo to our design of what is taking place in our soul, that Jesus is actually attempting to work out beauty, that we were actually made for it. And yet, I don't know about you, but when we, when we look around, when I look around, it seems like we, as a species, <laughs> have like given up on this idea that life could be or is or even might one day be beautiful. In fact, it feels like the world around us has, has become so ugly, right? You can just look, you can turn on the news, you can turn on the radio, you can open up social media, you can look at what's taking place. And it's easy to look out and say, there's not a lot of beauty that I see in humanity today. So many of us have, have given into the counter side of beauty, which is cynicism. See, I find that we go there so easy today. And then there's a couple flavor flaves of cynicism that you might find yourself in. There's the, there's the superior cynicism that sits back, elevates, and criticizes all the little people, all the simple minds, and all the people who don't get it, and all the people who are, are, are less than. There's the intellectual cynicism, which just simply knows better than everyone else. And if you knew as much as I knew, you wouldn't be acting the way that you did. There's the political cynicism that takes sides and then attacks the other. There's the religious cynicism that resigns and just expects God to pick everything up. But probably the most dangerous cynicism is the apathetic cynicism. That's just decided there's no point. Why try? Just wait until things fall into oblivion. And it's, it's so easy to go there right now, isn't it? It's so easy to move into a space of cynicism. We look around and we think, is there actually a possibility for glory? Is there actually a pathway that can lead us and the world around us to a future that we long for? And so many of us, we just choose not to hope. We choose not to go there. We choose not to invest our energy in that. And in this way, we protect ourselves from the possibility of disappointment. That we protect ourselves from, from believing too high or for longing for too much or for expecting a, a different future. And so we don't even go there. And in that way, we protect ourselves from ever being let down because of life. And so life becomes this experience that we simply endure to somehow get to the end of something and then we don't have to fight for love or hope. We, we don't actually have to give ourselves to any type of personal transformation. We, we, we actually don't have to believe in something bigger than ourselves. There's no need for any type of faith or risk or giving ourselves to something bigger and therefore we never fail, but then we find ourselves losing it all in the end. See, I wonder for how many of us we've actually decided to live with the dull pain of skepticism rather than risking the sharp pain of loss, of believing, and then being let down. See, the tragedy is that we live with veiled eyes the longer we stay in skepticism, that, that our eyes become covered. See, it actually moves us from being unwilling to hope to being unable to see the beauty that's actually around us. 
It moves us from a place where I don't know if I want to risk it. I don't know if I want to hope. I don't know if I want to believe to now I can't even see it. I can't even see a way. I can't even see a possibility. I can't even see a path forward in the middle of this. But I actually think it goes deeper than just like society and what we see on the news and social media. See, it's one thing to to look out at the world and ask ourselves, is there a possibility for this thing to turn around? But there's a deeper question, I think, that drives us. And that deeper question, I think, is, can I be made beautiful? Is there a possibility for this mess within me to experience a deeper level of beauty than just what I know to be true right here. And I think that's the risk that we avoid. That's the risk that we avoid is is hoping for a more beautiful experience internally of who we are and what's possible for us. And so we don't even go there because we don't want to be let down yet again. So there's this dissonance within us at times, right? We long for beauty. Our souls awaken in moments where things around us reflect such, such transcendent moments. And yet we struggle with the risk of pressing into Jesus and actually believing that we might actually become more beautiful. Now, but here's the thing. You can avoid it all you want. You can put it off. You can step into cynicism and you can avoid it living in skepticism and pessimism, all that you want. But the fact of the matter is, is that you cannot get away from it because we were actually made for beauty, no matter how hard you try. You were made for this. It will always resonate with you. It will always echo inside of you. Every sunset, every hug, every meaningful conversation, every interaction that reminds you that there is something more will remind you that your life was actually made to be beautiful. There is this deeper, lasting, internal beauty that's available that Jesus longs to press into your life. A beauty that transcends sunsets and mountains and oceans. It's like a life that is beautiful, that we get to step into. And this is what I, this is actually one of the things that I love most about Jesus, is that he actually dares you to come out from behind the cynicism. He actually dares you to lay aside the hopelessness, to lay aside the despair, to lay aside the skepticism and the skepticism and the pessimism. And he calls you to step into the beauty that is all around us and the beauty that he actually longs to work out within us. Now, here's the thing. He does not promise that everything is beautiful. There's plenty of ugly in the world to go around. And there are plenty of things in your life that aren't beautiful or weren't beautiful. I'm not saying that, the, that the, the heartbreak or the pain or the disappointment or the letdown were beautiful or are beautiful, but beauty will always be the trajectory that he moves us towards when we're willing to step into that. He reminds us that the spark to life we experience in an ocean or an intimate friendship or a sunset, that this is just a glimpse into the splendor that he is attempting to work out within us, that he takes all things and makes them beautiful, and that he would actually build a life that we didn't need to escape from, but that we could live fully alive in the beauty within us. 
And Paul says this to us in 2 Corinthians 3 and 18. He says, and we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory. We are being transformed into his image with ever increasing glory, which comes from the Lord who is the spirit. So dear 2022, life is stunning. So please do not give up on beauty just yet. And if you allow Jesus to remove the veil of cynicism and pessimism and despair from your eyes, you might actually be able to see the glory and the beauty and the wonder and the awe that he is attempting to work out within you. And then you will actually get to be the catalyst to make the world a more beautiful place for others. But it starts for you pressing past the superficial beauty and into the beauty that he's longing to work out within you through Jesus so that you actually become an agent for beauty in the world around you. So this morning, I want you to turn to a few people and I want you to ask these questions. What is in an area of your life where it's hard to see beauty right now? where you are tempted to give into pessimism, where you are tempted to give into skepticism, where you've already decided it's not gonna work out, it's not gonna turn out, there's no real possibilities. And what do you imagine Jesus might be wanting to do in that specific area this morning to infuse beauty back into your life? Thank you for joining us for this week's podcast. We hope that it was a meaningful experience and look forward to having you listen in next week for another conversation from the heart and soul of Humanity Church. You can find more information about our community at www.humanitychurch.com 